The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. True, my sir, I heard this from my wife. A neighbor came over and told it to us. It happened to her cousin. So as far as I know, it's a true, real, authentic story, which I don't know has been making the rounds. I have no idea. But listen to the story. It's a Gavaldiga Maisa, which I feel can tell us a tremendous lesson as well. So my neighbor has a cousin living in a settlement right next to Gaza. And on October 7th, so, so she was living over there. And her next door neighbor is a woman. The husband was away at the time. Two children. One a four-year-old child, and the other one was a four-month-old baby. The Arabs, the terrorists, they came inside, and they immediately killed the neighbor, the mother. They took the two children, the four-year-old child and the four-month-old baby. They schlepped these two kids to the next-door neighbor, which was a cousin of my neighbor, to the mother, and said, here, hold these. She says, okay. And then they schlepped her into Gaza. They schlepped her as a hostage into Gaza. She's walking and walking, holding these two kids. And at one point, she looks around and she sees that there's no one watching her. There's nobody around. They're all busy doing other things, looking after those ones with this one. No one's watching her. So she looks and she says, you know, maybe this is my opportunity. So she's holding a four-year-old child, a four-month-old baby, and she starts to walk towards the border. That's open. She walks towards the border, waiting, I'm sure, that someone's going to stop her, but nobody stops her. And she walks and she walks and she walks for four hours. She's holding these two children in her hand. Four hours. She managed to escape. She survived. And she lived to tell the story. One end with one Mesa. Which again, like I said at the beginning of today, I don't know if this is a famous one, not a famous one. Went viral, not went viral. It should go viral if anything should go viral. It's a, the most incredible story. And the lessons that can be learned from this story is endless. So if you heard it already, listen again. It's unbelievable. It was Yeshiva Bacha. There was a Yeshiva Bacha here in Etisrael that went to visit his friend. His friend was sick in hospital. So he went to visit him, sat by his bed, sitting there, schmoozing, and in the same room, there's a soldier who's been injured in the war. This soldier is lying in bed, who also has a visitor, one of his friends. And each visitor is talking to who they're coming to visit, and everything is fine. The conversations are flowing, everything's great doesn't take long until eventually the conversation goes dry and the visitor of the army of the soldier said to the visitor of the other boy, the yeshiva bach, he says, so why don't you go to the army? Why are you not in the army? So he says, what do you mean? I'm a bach and yeshiva. I'm doing my part. We're sitting and learning. We're doing the shmira and the bismedrash. We say to him every day. They start arguing backwards and forwards, right, wrong, until the yeshiva bach says to this guy, says, by the way, not only did we learn, and of course, for all of the soldiers of the safety of Kalisol, but we actually took on a soldier. We each and every one of us took on our own soldier. We have his name, and we daven for him. We daven for him in davening. We say tehillim for him. We learn his shmira, and therefore, that's a wonderful thing. So the guy says to him, so what's the name? What's the name of the soldier? So he says the name of the soldier. All of a sudden, the soldier that's in the bed, who's sick, who was injured, face goes white. He said, that's my name. You've been davening for me. Now this Yeshiva Bokha had no idea who he was davening for. And here he is, Bashkocha Protis, in the same hospital. So that's good ammunition for the visitor of the soldier. He says, ah, so you're davening for him and he's injured in bed. What's the pshat? 
The Bachar said, listen, I don't understand the Rabbani Shalom's ways. Maybe, who knows, he could have been injured in a much heavier way. And the Shmira helped him. And he was only injured in a small way. I don't know how the Rabbani Shalom runs the world. One second. The soldier started talking. And he said to this Yeshiva Bachar, he said, tell me, how does your Seder Hayyim work? How does it work? The schedule of the day. So he told him the schedule of his day. And the Yeshiva Bachar says, like, why are you asking? So the soldier says, because I know exactly when I got injured. I know the time that I got injured. By the army, they have to record everything. They recorded the time that I was injured. I was injured at 4.30 p.m. 4.30 in the afternoon, I got injured. That's when my injury occurred. According to what you're saying, you're learning at that time. He said, what day was it? He said, it was Wednesday. Wednesday. Wednesday, I came a few minutes late to Seda. I wasn't there at four o'clock to learn at regular time. I came late. You didn't have the Shmira. But boy, say, you know what that miser is? You know the koyach of our Torah, you know the koyach of our Tehillim, of our Twillers, is oin v'noir, it's unbelievable. Here's an exact example of how someone's Torah is affecting somebody else. We are doing something, and we're doing something incredibly great. And the Ashkoha Pratis, of him being able to meet him on that day, at that time, the same room in the hospital, what are the chances? The answer is, when the Rabbi Nishon is running the world, there's no such thing as chances. Everything is Bashkocha Protest. Everything is preordained. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories to inspire.org.